All right, folks, got to cut that intro short. This is an emergency podcast. Will, the drama is over. Bailey Hockman had decided to transfer. How do you feel about that? Wait, we're not going to talk about Cam Hayes and not being in on the final drives? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you know, uh, an era has ended. Um, an era of message board bitching has ended. Um, you know, I, you know, Bailey, I'm sad to see you go because he's a really, really good backup quarterback and definitely an insurance policy. But, um, dude wants to play and, uh, I hope he finds a good landing spot. Yeah. I I mean, I don't blame him. I think this was inevitable. You can't keep two guys who have won games as starters. I just think that's just not likely in this day and age. Where do you think he ends up? Like, what kind of program? You know, I was thinking while I was driving earlier that he would be a good quarterback at, like, a Duke. Um, Mm -hmm. Low expectations rate, good quarterback, mentor, coach. You know, that can keep his head up. still opportunity to, to play at this level. You know, I, maybe like a Vanderbilt, you know, I don't know. I mean, he, he's not going to, I mean, I guess I'd be surprised if he shows up somewhere in similar in the pecking order as uh, NC state right now, just based on how his season ended. Um, you know, I guess, <laughs> I guess you could drop down to the G five level um, and maybe find a landing spot at one of the better programs down there. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I mean, just his numbers aren't horrible, but they're not great either, which makes me think maybe go down a level and he could succeed. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I think he, he, Duke's probably an interesting, interesting one. I mean, obviously he's he's better than Chase Bryce. Well, he's and he's transferring out. Yeah, and Chase Bryce is gone, right? So. But I'll just using that comparison, like Duke, he'd be an upgrade at Duke. I was just, I was thinking like Marshall or you know Marshall's kind of quarterback, but you know a program like that or even a JMU. I think he's better than FCS, probably G five quarterback. There's got to, there's going to be some opportunities out there for him. Well, you think uh, you think that new head coach at uh, Marshall might? Uh, oh, teaser, teaser. May, maybe be interested in him. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> We'll get to that one. <laughs> you know, uh, Ty Evans went to Texas State. And so I think your range is probably above Texas State. And so where does that put him? You know, I'm not sure. I think it's an interesting interesting dynamic. Um, I mean, because like, he was so – he was good against bad teams. And then against good teams, he wasn't great. What's, uh, I guess, ECU, do they still have Ehlers or whatever? Yeah, they still have Ehlers another yeah. year, I believe. I, I was thinking, like, maybe what's a local program? You know, hey, what about your fighting Will uh, Healy's? Oof. Charlotte. Could he land yeah. at Charlotte? You know? Like, I, I'm curious if he wants to stay relatively local, right? He's a Georgia boy. So maybe yeah. he, that restricts his footprint a little bit. Um, there's plenty of schools to choose from. Right. You know? Um who knows, man? It's it's too early to tell. I was just trying to get no, back. It, 
it's wild to think about because he just he was all over the place. Uh, you know, I was talking I was talking to Anderson earlier and I told him, you know, I, I said I feel bad for you James, your clicks are about to be cut in half because there's going to be no more debates about <laughs> Leary or Hockman. I think the Kentucky game did that. <laughs> well, his response was stay tuned. So I don't know what that means, but <laughs> um but he thinks he's going to end up at a P5 program. I'm, I'm just not as confident in that. I think he ends up probably at a, a G5, mid, mid-level mid G5 program. You know, like, could he end up at, like, a Rutgers? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's plenty of not great P5 programs that he could end up at. Um, yeah. You know, and, and the other thing, too, is, I mean, if I'm him, try, you know, maybe he can be a little picky. I don't know if he can, really. I don't know really what the status of quarterbacks in the portal is right now. But... If he could find a place that has a decent O line, um, you know, or you know, I mean, is he someone that might do better in like a spread, like a true spread offense, right? Like, I mean, he's accurate. He, I mean, he showed you know he's good enough to to hit those short and intermediate routes, right, this season. So scheme is going to be important, and you know, unless he just has like a destination in mind. Air raid style, Mississippi State comes back to Carter Finley next year. What am I saying? Hey, they got to replace Trevor Lawrence, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, I was was thinking like a miss. I mean, if he ended up at Mississippi State, right? Like, wouldn't that just be. That will be so. That would be the hottest game ever, though, right? Because we play them next season, right? Yeah, we do. I don't. I don't know what they're going to do about scheduling. If they're going to move it here or there, or what. it's supposed to be there, I believe, because they're supposed to be here this year. Yeah, I wonder. But oh god, leech. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here's the next question around Bailey Hockman. Does Bailey Hockman or does NC State go after a transfer portal quarterback? Yes, God, I hope so. Um, you know, obviously Finley must be really good enough for Bailey to be threatened to leave. Um, but, uh, that's a joke. Um, I, here's what I would ask. If you, if you can find any guy that is an absolute actual dual threat, like I kind of wish we could have got that Georgia Southern guy. Oh, I was going to say, um, but you know, like give me someone that you basically say like, look, I want someone who's extremely mobile that we can basically say like, no matter what, we're going to find packages for you throughout the game. We have seen with Leary even though he opens up a lot of the field, there's still, you know, UVA and um, uh, Duke, you know, there were still some bog downs, right? So maybe you get someone that can come in and either be, you know, a red zone guy, um, you know, short yardage back or, you know, just a true backup. But I would love to see, I, I mean, it kind of boggles my mind. Like why have we not been recruiting pure mobile quarterbacks? Um yeah. You know, like it's that's clearly the key of the college game. Um, so maybe, you know, find find someone like that. I don't care if they're super limited. I just want someone that can come in and, you know, do RPO and, and actually be a true threat to run the ball. What about the guy that everybody's going to mention? And I, mean, I guess we got to talk about Hendon Hooker, Virginia Tech quarterback from North Carolina. Ty, we recruited him a lot previously. Connection to Charlie Wiles, he runs. He would be. He would have to be having a terrible experience in the transfer portal to end up here, in my opinion. Like he, sh- first off, I, I don't know why they were playing 
Burmeister and these other guys at VT. I think Hooker was a better quarterback out of that group. Um, if you got a guy like Hooker, obviously, like if you're as they say, you feel pretty damn good um, about your quarterback room. But he's gonna he wants to go somewhere to start, and I guess I would just be surprised if he would look at a room with Devin Leary in it and Aaron McLaughlin in it and, you know, and just be like, okay, that, that makes sense for me to go there. There's plenty of snaps and plenty of opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think he'd he'd be fantastic, right? You get a running quarterback in Beck's system. I I thought he was good at Virginia tech. I, I, I agree with you. I thought he was the better quarterback, but he won, and he won them some games. I, I don't see that happen. I, I think he's going to go to a place where he can play. Yeah, I mean, he like he throws over sixty percent percentage, right? He in twenty nineteen he had thirteen and two. This year he had nine and five. But you know he came back, and that program is kind of a mess. I mean, my dad texts me every other week about how he can't wait for Justin Fuente to be fired, and um, my dad's not like hardcore VT fan. You know what I mean? So. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe he just wants to find a better program to be a part of. But, um, yeah, I don't – I mean, I, I keep imagining Hooker as a guy that goes to an SEC school or a Big 12 school, or, you know, somewhere like that. Yeah, agreed. He's he's definitely above the pecking order, above Hockman in the pecking order. Right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Hockman ended up with 13 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. How many yards did he throw for? Do you have that up? It's like 2,000-something. 2,000 yards. I mean, given what we saw of him last year, it was a huge step up and you know, thankful for him. But I think this was almost inevitable. Right? It, I, I'm very glad to be wrong about my – well, I'm going to put this in, in – I'm going to put this in uh, – I don't know. Uh, disclaimer by this one. I'm glad to be wrong about Leary not or transferring, right? Because it's likely that he's not going anywhere now because he's going to be the starter. Oh, thank Jesus. I mean, you you can build around him. He's predictable. Um, I mean, you mentioned it, right? I mean, Hockman improved from last year to this year. So he's... I, I'm glad. I mean, like, I mean, if everyone says, like, I, I got a text from somebody and they're like, can't... You know, don't let the door hit you on the way out or whatever. And I was like, I mean, the dude did win us, what, five games this year? Six? No, let's see. Larry had two, five, and then half. Yeah. So, like, that's pretty damn good for a backup quarterback. So I don't see why anyone's, like, you know, wishing him poorly or happy to see him go. Like, he, he was a good backup quarterback. And, um... You know, we have aspirations to be more than just a seven or eight win team. And, yeah. you know, Bailey's not going to be a part of that unless he just wants to be a contributor, right? So, you know, it's – I wish his touchdown to interception ratio had stayed a little bit better looking from the last game to this one. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I mean, we were talking before, you know, I, I kind of feel like that Kentucky game plan maybe was not the brightest uh, back game plan as far as maximizing Hockman. Um, yeah, we'll just leave that there. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's um, – you know, we touched on it before, Beck's – you can kind of see a little bit why 
Ohio State fans and Texas fans were frustrated with Beck. Like he did a lot of good here, but I, I start to see a little bit of why they complained, right? I think there was some questionable play calling and maybe game planning. Well, I felt like we like came out the gate hot in most games. It just felt like Kentucky it just felt like it was an exhibition and they were just kind of seeing what they had in some spots. Like Penix had more passes in this game, I think, than in the last six. Um, you know, we saw Lassane out there. We saw Riley out there. We saw a bunch of different formations. You know, so maybe, maybe they, I mean, I'm just wondering if the staff was kind of like, ah, oh, man, we're not going to win this game. Like, we had nobody on defense. They're going to run it all over us. Let's just see what we got on offense and start planning for next year. Maybe that was the mindset because it, it just didn't seem like they, that game just seemed like not like anyone that he had called earlier in the season, I guess. You know, it kind of you know, reminded me of VT where, oh, sorry, just let me just say this yeah, good. Bit. But it kind of re- reminded me of VT where we were like, why are they asking Hockman to make these throws? Why is this game plan so different from Wake after it was so successful? And then next week we saw Leary, and part of me just thought, like, you know, Doran wanted to see what this guy was capable of, and then he saw it, and that was the end of that discussion. Yeah. I wonder if they were doing part- that with some of these guys. Sorry. Part of me wonders if. If you look, go back and look at the snap counts in that game and the play counts, if that was any indication of who is leaving and more around the, more along, more around the skill positions, like Angeline was not part of the game plan. Ricky Person really wasn't part of the game plan. All these guys that have there have been hints about or just flat out said they're leaving, going pro or some other. Right, and then you see guys like Jordan Houston get extra snaps. Keon Lassane get the ball a few times, like just some things we didn't see all year. I wonder how much of that was, you know, getting them reps or kind of a glimpse of the future, or you know, I don't know. I just I thought that was a, I, I'm with you. I thought it was a bit odd. It was definitely a little bit different. Yeah, or maybe they just. Just did not know how to attack that vicious Kentucky defense. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Somebody somebody in chat asked a question. Had Ben Finley gotten the last like few games of reps, few game reps, right? So you put Finley in for whatever those last couple of games were. Do we win that game? Uh you know, I mean who knows? I guess <laughs> that was a good question. Yeah, I the the issue with Ben, right? Like we said it going into that UNC game, or at least I said it to you. I was like, he's going to have a limited playbook, and I don't know how much that playbook in his abilities to comprehend what he's seeing out there jumps if the if he's playing Georgia Tech and was it Syracuse? Is that the last two games? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I mean, first off, I mean. I, yeah, maybe. I don't think we win with him. No, I, I mean I, that team just looked. Man, we just stunk that day. I don't. I think Leary would have lost the way like the offense was operating. Like everyone was just so freaking lackluster. No, no, I'm just saying like if you just stuck, <laughs> if you just stuck him in there, I'm. I just that whole game just felt like meh, like not really trying on yeah. offense. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, maybe they would have called a completely different game 
if if they actually had Devin. Um, but yeah, it, gosh, I I've almost like deleted that game from my brain at this point. Yeah, I agree. I'd be curious if they bring in. Um, if they bring another quarterback, like I can see it both ways. I honestly don't know what the right thing to do is. I think you probably want an experienced backup. So if I'm in an ideal world, right, you get a, you get the best player you can. But I think in a scenario where you don't want a competition, I think most fans don't want a competition with Leary. They don't want anybody who's going to give Dave an excuse to play anybody other other than Devin Leary. Like you don't want a guy in there. He's safe. He doesn't turn the ball over and just a repeat of what we've seen before. So in my, if I'm drawing out what I want in a transfer quarterback, if they're going to take one, I think you look for like a, you know, an FCS guy or a G five guy that wants to keep playing. Maybe not good enough to make it to the next level. So he doesn't have those aspirations. Maybe he wants to be a coach somebody with experience that can come in behind Leary and help him out, right? Get, take some reps from him, but also like help him learn, you know, and grow more. I I mean, that might be a pipe dream, but that's kind of what I would look for. It's got to be somebody out there that a quarterback that wants to get into coaching and can, but still want to play a little bit more. I think there's probably something like that out there. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, I mean, like, uh, Worst case scenario, maybe you end up with a guy like, uh, I can't remember what his name is, that transferred from Wisconsin to Florida State. Was it Hornerbrook or something like that? But, you know, someone who's fine at like a Big Ten or Big 12 level, but right. is practically, in all understanding, coming in to be the backup. Um, you know, like I said, I just find someone that does something different so that if you've got a throw this person in there for a game or two, it's, um, you know, it's new tape, right? It's, 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 you know, make sure they bring something different. I mean, if you just want a body, I mean, there's plenty of those. Um, Like I said, I I don't even know. I guess, is there like a link to the portal? I guess I'm curious now to see like what quarterbacks are even in there. Um, I'm sure one of the sites has a mock transfer portal they're putting in there. I just follow the rivals portal on Twitter and they just tweet out everything that goes in. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that are young and maybe unproven. I've seen a lot of, you know, Richard freshmen, freshmen, sophomores transferring out because they're behind somebody else. I haven't seen too many, um, experienced and established quarterbacks yet. It's pretty anecdotal. I know, but, yeah, but no, I mean that's I mean that's kind of what you expect, right? Um, right? I mean, we need to bring in somebody because you're going to have Larry Finley and McLaughlin, and I think we have seen before, right? Like they view 2021 as an opportunity to strike at Clemson. <laughs> now, maybe they're being a little uh, overly optimistic based on what we just saw <clears throat> in the Kentucky game, but. If you lose Leary and then you're down to Finley McLaughlin, like, you know, you're back in, you're not necessarily in the 2019 season situation again, but you're not in a very good spot. So you got to have somebody. That's why, man, I mean, there has got to be somebody at like a James Madison or, you know, somewhere at that level 
that wants an opportunity to compete. I mean, I mean, yeah, I'm with you. You know, I think, um, I, I guess we should have let this podcast off with Trevor Lawrence is going pro. <laughs> so, oh man, I'm so surprised. <laughs> that's the real emergency broadcast. Yeah, is he real big shocker. Oh god, that was so embarrassing. <laughs> oh, I felt so god. bad for him. Um, he no, he he earned it. That mustache was terrible. As soon as I saw that, I turned to my girlfriend. And I was like, "They're losing." <laughs> Ooh, this dude is, I was like, "This dude is not taking this game seriously." If he rolled out looking like a freak, I mean, he looked like a ghost catfish out there. I, that mustache is so bad. Ghost oh. catfish. <laughs> Jeez, just can't. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think this is kind of inevitable. I'm just glad it worked out this way rather than the other way. The other bit of news, which we kind of alluded at, and it's not really news yet, but speculation. Stephen Gottfried, who is, is well-connected and doesn't usually put things out there just to put things out there. And he tweeted out yesterday, I expect the conversations between... Marshall and NC State's defensive coordinator, Tony Gibson, to be, I forgot what he said, productive or lucrative or something like that. Essentially hinting at Gibson, who is a a Marshall alumni and from West Virginia, to be the guy that they want to to hire to replace Doc Holliday in one of the weirdest firings of this coaching coaching season. I, I still cannot even believe. <laughs> like the governor, for those that don't know, the governor of West Virginia, who's a Marshall alumni, went above the athletic director and fired Doc Holliday. Like I, such such a weird. By the way, such he, a weird he, one. I don't know. Gibson went to Glenville State, but he has in a ton, at, which might even be in in West Virginia. But he is a he is born and bred West Virginian. That that's a yeah. big factor here. Uh, okay, okay. Interesting though. So hypothetical, and this is weird. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about this because I'll give Gibson credit. We railed on railed on him early in the year, but given there was no off season, no install time, the defense really got better by the end of the year. Now, how much is that is playing hot garbage offenses? I don't know, uh, but <laughs> yeah, I can tell you how much it is. It's a big factor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so hypothetical: Tony Gibson leaves, goes to West Virginia. Who does NC State go out for defensive coordinator? Who what did I tell you? Like, what did I text you immediately? I was like, Charlie Strong season or whatever. I was like, you know, I, I mean, that would be a home run if you could get him, right? Um, right. You know, I mean, if you're going to – look, Dave seemed insistent about this three three five thing. Um, nothing would delight me more to uh, go back to like the four two five or something just so it's something yeah. that we could eliminate one more. Uh, argument, but then that would bring back the four three nonsense. Um, you know, I think someone—I don't know if someone was joking or not—but someone was like, "Oh, someone should reach out to the Cincinnati defensive coordinator." And if I recall correctly, isn't Fickle calling the defense there? 
No, Marcus Freeman is the Cincinnati DC who okay. is on everybody's short list. So there's, and I mean everybody, LSU, Notre Dame. He was on the Texas short list. They just hired, um, they just hired somebody, but everybody wants him. They, the Cincinnati defense has been so good this year. They run a three three five, and yeah, like he's going. Uh, I would assume LSU is from. He's from Louisiana or somewhere down there. Some somewhere down there. Yeah, I would so, say. You know what's interesting yeah. is um, Gibson is a recruiter, um, and very active at recruiting, which is something that actually I thought was going to start really paying dividends. So it would would suck if he takes this job. You know, I guess I'm, gonna, I'm. There's a couple things, right? I can't remember what his salary is here, but the Marshall. I think uh, Doc Holliday was only getting paid like 750 grand or something. Yeah, Marshall. And coming off of COVID, right, you've got all kinds of revenue hits across the board. I'm curious what a G5 can offer from a salary perspective, um, a coaching pool, a coach's pool's perspective. And I do wonder if Tony or someone like that would be looking at that and be like, okay, well, I am a little bit nervous about the stability of these lower tier um, colleges, but you know, Marshall has its history and I'm not going to get into all that. Um, so I, I guess what I'm saying, it's not just losing a, a coordinator. It's also recruit losing probably one of the most active recruiters on the staff between him and Beck and Goble, I guess. Yeah. Goble will be the one. See that, that would be the problem, right? If you do lose your defensive coordinator, does that cascade into losing other coaches? Goble is also a Marshall guy. I think Goble might be the Marshall alumni I was thinking of, but. You know, there are other guys there that are tied to Gibson. Yeah. You know, does he take DeForest or Mitchell or one of these other guys? You know, our defensive backs, I thought, played pretty well this year. The only way you he know, could, right, is he'd have to offer one of them, like, defensive coordinator, right? They're not going to make a lateral yeah. move to go – not even a lateral move, right? Lateral position coach move, but drop down a level that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I, I don't see it unless it's a, a promotion and, and then there can you really – you can hate on that. I don't. Someone mentioned Clayton White um, on the boards. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh. Yeah. So I remember, and and maybe you can refresh my memory that there was 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 he was he here at some point? Yes, he was here for like like the first three or four years of Doran's tenure, uh, and they had some friction, right? Supposedly, um, I am guessing. Okay, here here's my guess. Um, well, one, I remember something getting posted about Clayton leaving or someone being like, oh, I want Clayton to come back. And I remember someone being like, well, he's not welcome at this high school, like implying hmm. that there was some friction with a high school or an area coach or, you know, something like that. So maybe that's one factor, but I don't know. There's a part of it that was like, he went to Western Kentucky and like ripped off like multiple good defenses. And I wonder if there's a part of him that's like. Maybe he was anti-Hux and lost out that battle, and maybe that's why there was some beef. I mean, he's like a no-brainer from a NC State perspective. Yeah. Broader perspective, right? Um, but he also runs a 4-2, so, I mean, you know, again, Dor- I, we don't even have the bodies to run a 4-2 right now. You know, that's that's the other problem is we're we're now stuck in the 3-3. So we'd we'd have to pull in some transfers, and we don't have. I don't feel like we have enough spots to really do that comfortably this year. Um, 
Yeah. So then, I don't know. Do you find someone from like what's his name, Rocky, uh, from the from his coaching tree, the guy that did the three three five at San Diego State? Rocky Long. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hell, get Rocky Long. Isn't he? He's unemployed at the moment, right? <laughs> I mean, bring him in as a consultant. Um. You know, but yeah, I mean, it would be interesting. Uh, a defensive coordinator search right now. Um, I mean, I assume Dave will do what he always does, which is he'll look at um, young up and comers. You know, I'd love to get a Chris Ash or a Ryan Nielsen, you know, someone like that, but they aren't, they don't seem like they're going to be coming here. Um, yeah. Nielsen is not coming back to college, by the way. Uh, people have mentioned that before. He has no interest in recruiting, despite him being good at it and bringing in some of our best defensive linemen. He just doesn't want to do it. So that that is not going to happen. Well, when you allowed Zuniga to go to Florida to get poached from us, I was like, you're dead to me, Nielsen. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. Uh, Charlie Strong would be the first one on my list. Now, I, I get it. It's probably a pipe dream, but he's an analyst at the moment. Maybe looking for a redemption tour. He's a three-three-five guy. We talked about this early in the season. We were going on a three-three-five. I read a lot about his three-three-five schemes and how disruptive they are, and how he's been so successful with them. Like that, that has to be your first call, right? I don't know if there's any connection with him and Dave, but it's still got to be your first call. I don't see. He was at Louisville, so I wonder if at any point Northern Illinois or Wisconsin or anyone like cross paths. Um, I was trying to scroll it down. The th- thing I was thinking about was if you do get a Charlie Strong, like not only is it going to be the DC, he's got to get like associate head coach or something like that, right? Like they'd have to yeah. put so many freaking tags on him um, to make that work. Um, as Brock, and I just keep checking to make sure that Tony Gibson's still on the, <laughs> on the <laughs> just to be careful. <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting. I- I'm curious what Boo will do. Like, if if this scenario arises, right, will he give Dave the money to hire Charlie Strong, right? Will he – how does that work? Uh, that's – to me, it's something we, we don't know because we haven't really seen – I mean, I guess this last staff, he got Tim Beck. Yeah. I mean, Gibson paid, but, paid 500K. Yeah. Beck is 700K. Okay. I think – Charlie Strong is going to be like, he's going to be above Beck, I think. Like, he's going to have such a command, I guess, if he wanted for a DC position. Um, he brings you the Florida recruiting. Like, he checks all the boxes. Um, and then it's a matter of, okay, well, then does he want to bring in his own guys? Does that mean you have to get rid of DeForest or any of these guys, too? Like, there's there's some challenges, right? It, yeah, I want to plug and play or, you know, how are we going to take care of that situation as well? So maybe, and, and hell, maybe Gibson's using this as an opportunity to get a raise, you know? It's true. It's true. Uh, yeah, the, it would be weird. I, you know, I do like staff stability because it's probably still PTSD from the Chuck years, but yeah, if you can bring the other guy, other name out there that I think we'd see a lot is Chris Ash, even though he is not technically a three three five guy. 
but he and Dorn are super close homies. Well, he's the guy they wanted initially. Yeah. Okay. Now the thing is, is does Billima just fuck us again and take <laughs> take him to Illinois? No, nope. Billima just hired um, Drinks defensive coordinator. He just oh really came from the zoo. Yeah, like thirty minutes ago. <sighs> so now Drinks gonna hire Ash. You know. Oh God. <laughs> After did I did I send you that thing? Or did you send me that thing about a uh, Drink having? players uh, the backup quarterback dress up as trevor lawrence yeah um so if you haven't i put that on twitter earlier but if you haven't listened to drinks interview on the yahoo sports podcast it was, it's fantastic he, he was taking some shots at the acc which whatever but one of the stories he told was the 2018 game where nc state was six and oh clemson was six and oh and he had <laughs> the scout team quarterback put on a wig and dress up like Trevor Lawrence. And he said, Dave Dorn and Dave Huxel were so pissed. <laughs> like I could, I would love to see that. See, the thing is like, I think that's smart. Like yeah. one of the things that, uh, that Lawrence does, I mean, his look, you know, people don't think he looks fast. They think he looks goofy. Like I, I think you need to get used to seeing stuff like that. He is a strange looking college quarterback. So, and I love the fact that drink is so much smarter than those two. Enough yeah. to be thinking like, Hey, let's, let's just, why not? <laughs> yeah. Let's have some fun with it. it. It was funny that Pete Thamel was basically like, yeah, I can totally see Dave Dorn. Who's uh, pretty boring. Not being happy with that. <laughs> I was like, Oh gosh. Yeah. That's I mean, great. You know, maybe they're mad because he just didn't run it by him or something like that. But I mean, I'm guessing now the question is, was it Leary? Like who, who was simulating? 2018 scout team quarterback. It might've been Leary. Yeah. So maybe they're mad that their, their future hopeful is, is being made to dress up like that. But I don't know. It's probably nonsense, whatever upset about nothing, but I thought it was a pretty interesting story. Well, you we better tell Aaron Coughlin to grow out his hair. now that you sent me that photo and, uh, Start telling, hey, we need it. We need a TL. Uh. <laughs> Aaron McLaughlin is living his best life right now. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> oh, we my, forgot my to mention. Is- uh, Grant Gibson was healthy coming out of the bowl game or didn't tear his. Yeah, yeah. Grant Gibson got his MRI back and <laughs> to distract you, was- McLaughlin. <laughs> yeah, is <laughs> it was negative, so he had no damage, no ligament damage. Um, so who knows what what happened to him, but all right. I think that's it. We're rambling at this point. Um, we'll be back in non-emergency fashion at some point, but Bailey Ackman is gone. The drama is maybe over. Oh God. Possibly. Hopefully. I'm just thinking like, right. You bring in hooker and then it just starts all over. <laughs> <laughs> that would be par for the course for the Wolfpack. So I fully expect Bailey Hockman to go to Mississippi State, and we'll see him in Carter-Finley in oh six months be, or eight months. That would be incredible. Uh, no, Sarkeesian saw You know, Sarkeesian wants him. Oh, Texas quarterback Bailey Hockman. Yeah. <laughs> Disregarding those two other five stars they have on their bench at the moment. Hey, man. Yeah. He's a four-star, but he gives you five-star effort, man. Five-star culture. Five-star culture. All right, folks. As always, thanks for listening. 
we will keep you informed as these things unfold. But for now, that's all I got. Go pack. Yep, go pack. <laughs>